growing their business is always going to probably speak to the people. So mm-hmm. I did that year, you know, I had on on Jake come come onto the team who had businesses previously. And it's just really hard to, because I look back, like I like to always finish my year knowing there's nothing more I could have put into my business because we put so much time in, in the preseason, you know, freezing our butts off the w- winter weather in Canada. And so I yeah. just want to always finish strong and remember that and appreciate, you know, the preseason work I put in. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really happy to be bringing back an amazing operator of our program, Sasha Milosevic. We had Sasha here, episode 276. At that time, Sasha had been a crew chief for his brother, who was a top, top operator, Stefan Milosevic, and a top coach, shout out Stefan. And then he had run a successful Mexico operator level business in 2020, and then 2021, so grown his business from 90 to 225. And then he went on to run two more businesses at a half million and then $535,000 business this last year. This year, his goal is to do over a million dollars. So I predict that Sasha will be the first operator ever to do over $2 million in his career. And this will be his last year. Uh, Sasha had so much development in the program. Really, really, really wise young leader. I think you're going to get a lot from this podcast of the types of things that have really had him break through from a level of real amazing progress to just absolutely superstar progress. You know, again, imagine running a half million dollar business while you're in full-time school. Like that is just next, next level performance. So again, you know why we do this. This is about helping attract leaders into our program, helping share information for those leaders to get better and better and better. So if you know any amazing young students who want to really have incredible careers as leaders, share this podcast, shoot me an email so we can get the more information about our program at cthompson at studentworks.com or send them directly to our website at studentworks.com. Have a super fantastic day. I'm sure you'll love this pod. Sasha Milosevic, welcome back to the Leaders of Tomorrow. Thank you, Chris. It's great. It's great to be back. Yeah, no, it really is awesome. And and I know one of the things we're not going to do is we're not going to go back over what we've already covered um, in the previous podcast. But as we were talking about earlier, basically on April 20th of 2022, we uh, was when we did our podcast and you were on the brink of having your first basically $500,000 summer. Well, you know, four ninety nine mm. is what's in Simon, but I, I'll I'll round that up. I think that's fair. Yeah, Five hundred thousand dollars summer, yeah. <laughs> so a half million dollars worth of business, unbelievable. And so, but it was interesting because you previously had a summer of ninety of two twenty five, and then it jumped to five hundred. But at that point, you were at one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in your two twenty five summer, and then it was one seventy six. So that wasn't looking like it was going to double, and it did. So why don't we take us back there? What was happening, uh, Sasha, for you to be performing? And then this last summer, 
you did 535 and then this coming summer we're going to talk about the million dollar goal that you have so what really really shifted to this next level of superstar performance yeah totally so i know i guess just to yeah highlight those businesses when i look back you know they're apart from my skill development in you know the pillars of of marketing recruiting and and selling ultimately i i see that i was just working the same systems that i i always had and yeah. there's, you know, some caveats and some additions, but, you know, the biggest thing for me is what's happening behind the scenes, um, you know, outside of, of the realm of that business where I'm, you know, taking the time to go and, and pursue courses, pursue conversations, you know, critically look at, at areas of my life that aren't serving me. I've gone and, and as you see, like freed me up to be a more effective person um, that's able to, you know, be at the helm of, of a better business and a bigger business. So I think it's a big privilege, obviously, when you employ yourself, you know, oftentimes with a smaller business, you are the limiting factor. So, you yeah. know, what can you do to go and, and you know, sh- you know, surely enough, go and, and improve that business is improve yourself. So, yeah, really on the on the back end, I think it's it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly the the dates of stuff. But, you know, I'm doing you know, we've got certainly Tony Robbins courses. Yeah. Why don't you give yeah. us some background and, and maybe as well, some of the things that you know, um, Sasha before and Sasha after and some of the, the, you know, as we're walking through this as well. Yeah, totally. So I mean, I looking prior. So my environments at the time, for sure, one was well, I was, I was still at Queens at that point in my undergrad, and I was still um, in, you know, full education. Um, so that circumstance was kind of the same, although I, I will say I started to challenge the way that I was spending my time a lot Mm. more heavily. So not only like who was being spent with, so who was in my circle, but also like what was, yeah, what was my time going to, you know, largely the discretionary time, you know, after you've, you've taken care of the, you know, stuff that just needs to get done in a week, it's like, okay, now I've got this extra time. And and where does that go? And, you know, it's, it's a common thing, you know, you have, we have coaches do in the program is look at that critically and, and, you know, what's serving us and what's not. And, you know, I just started to question a lot of what was getting my time at that point. And, you know, for me, um, I always had a big background of, of, you know, I was partying a lot at Queens. I was definitely being social. I'd go out and see people. I'd go to bars. And I will say the big thing that um, jumped that year was that I was just, I basically just backed, backed away from that um, okay. almost entirely. I just, yeah, I just said, you know, that I, I, it just wasn't working anymore. I wasn't enjoying it. You know, I couldn't justify the spending. I couldn't of money or of time. And, um, and, and I just kind of felt the impacts, you know, when you start to, um, I guess, feel more what you're, you're capable of achieving your, your value, the way you value time, the way you perceive it. And, and even just, you know, everyone's always talking about it being the most valuable resource that you have. It's like, you know, you kind of he- hearing it and then really understanding it and, and applying yeah. that, um, principle is, is two different things. So that was like, I would say the beginning of a, of a big shift for me and in, in how I valued my time and, and who got that and, and where, where it got spent. So, um, yeah, I cut that out and, and I just basically doubled down on the business at the time. Um, you know, I'm a little crazy that way. I just love what, what I'm doing with the program. And I'm so passionate about it that, you know, I chat, it's a challenge for me to pull myself away to something else to, to be honest. So, um, yeah, it just got, got put back into the business. 
But it is interesting, like people will tell themselves they want really big lives and, and they really want that that life that they can be proud of. And then that also demands, what am I willing to do? You know, if you really talk to incredibly successful people in the world, and, you know, I come from this elite swimming background, so I know world record holders, I know, you know, gold and silver medalists, et cetera, in the Olympics. And and so it's it's like there's just a, just a level of performance that they're demanding of themselves. And as a result, they get really amazing things. You know, so if we think about that person, why don't we actually kind of just tease it out a little bit, Sasha. So that person, you know, getting outstanding results, right? So you're running a $225,000 business and then the, the person running a half million dollar business. Now let's really talk about how much more time was Sasha really committing? I don't, maybe even to the business or to himself or, or what, like just trying to tease that out for people because a lot of times people think, oh, well, I got to go spend twice as much time. And of course, that's not what what happened at all. But why don't you try to tease yeah. that out, Sash? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the way that that I look at it is as you develop, trying to I guess explain it because even for me at this point, it's it's still becoming clear. But so it's kind of like a, I guess a flow, a flow chart um, in a sense where it's like you de- you develop yourself, or I develop myself through external um, you know programs and content and you know critique of myself, my thoughts, my time, my my environment. And then therefore, I became a more effective person as a result of cutting stuff out, changing things that weren't working, um, or or new information that was coming into my life that I could go and immediately apply. Right. Um, and, and then ultimately, it's, you know, the time that you or, or the time you put into something then becomes more effective, because, you know, your integrity is higher, or your focus is higher, or your, you know, big thing for me this year, which you can chat about is like, you know, what you're putting your time towards, what your unique ability is, what, you know, you can really leverage um, the most to get the most results out of um, becomes clearer and, and more defined. So, you know, I just relating it, like I was just, I listened to, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts right now. It's like Tony Robbins runs, you know, or oversees 111 businesses. And he said, you know, at a certain point I couldn't even oversee three, which is our yes. company story, which is, you yes. know, another, a whole nother thing, but you know, and even to that three companies is a lot to me right now, but sure. you know, everybody was at that point where, um, yeah, where, where that stuff comparatively seemed totally out of, out of reach. And now it's becoming clear. You're just increasing the amount of results you can get with the time you put in and it goes into the stuff that gets the most results. So yeah, so that's that's kind of how I would um would would say that is is that I'm yeah, again not doubling the amount of of um time necessarily, but the results I'm getting and and what gets my time is is more valuable. And so if we think about, you know, so so I know you did the Anthony Robbins program with a bunch of coaches, yeah. a bunch of previous alumni from our program and, and others. So so if we if we look at you know, maybe the top two or three or one or two things that you got from Anthony Robbins that really has made a big difference uh, for you? Yeah, yeah. And that's a great question because there is just a whole world of stuff that you get those and you just don't really get it until you go or experience it. And this was virtually too, granted. So I can't imagine what it's like in person, but that's coming up at some point. Um, I think the biggest thing for, for me that I've been working through is a lot of stuff around um, so he talks a lot about stories, a lot about patterns. So stuff that you tell yourself that runs 
on repeat in your mind and, and ultimately um, causes you to run these algorithms in your mind. So I think kind of looking back for me, it's I just I think I had a tendency to play a smaller game at life. Okay. And, you know, he does have you do do a lot of work for me looking back like what I got from it is just being exposed to the the level that he lives his life at and that he carries himself at and and the world that he's able to like open people up to because you know we were just talking about before state change so I think that that's something first time I really got exposed to what it means to change your state you know right. mentally physically and and what that can do for how your mind processes things so um, that that was massive. And I think I also just challenged a lot of the previous like dialogues that I had told myself about, you know, wh- what I was capable of or about um, how I should be. Yeah, just about how I perceive the world in terms of, yeah, just really kind of made me want to live a bigger life, play a bigger game and, and um, be a bit more aggressive with what what I can create for the world, really. So, okay. yeah, yeah, I'd say that's big. And, and obviously, yeah, I can always loop back if something else pops into my mind but yeah i know for sure and and so so one of the biggest things that anthony robbins teaches is about how your physical state literally can shift your mental and emotional state we're feeling sad we're feeling upset we're feeling stuck and physically shoulders back smiling breathing deeply shoulders you know straight and up it's really hard anybody listening if you're not driving stand up do that you'll see that you can't access a lot of negative emotion from that space. So it's Tony teaches, uh, you know, not he's not the only one, but Tony teaches how, how, how we can access that state. So that again, more regularly, we can just be driving fantastic results in our life. And then of course, for our business. So that's one yeah. of the biggest things. And, and then again, like you said, seeing what's possible in your life. So, so that's just so great. And again, not that many more hours spent in your business, but literally doubling the revenue and probably more than doubling the profits that you made in in year two. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll take That's yeah, funny. take that. It's a good ROI. Good return. Good. I think it's like yeah, I think it was like thirteen of us, and it was you know whatever it came down to 700, 800 bucks or something. So uh, yeah. <laughs> great, great return on investment. So, yeah. so anything else stand out in that third year that sort of jumped up, you know, for your development, Sasha? For sure. I mean, it's, it's, I think anybody you have on here or in general that is growing their business is always going to probably speak to the people. So mm-hmm. I did that year, you know, I had on, on Jake come, come on to the team who had, you know, I been guess. in businesses previously. And it's just, you know, really hard to, cause I look back on that year and I don't think like, I like to always finish my year knowing there's nothing more I could have put into my business because we put so much time in, in the preseason, you know, freezing our butts off the winter weather in Canada. And so I just want to always finish strong and remember that and appreciate, you know, the preseason work I put in. And, um, and yeah, and so he, he honestly came in and and I just felt like that was probably the largest business I could have ran that time with who I was and the people I had, because he came on and was at some point managing, I think it was like six crews and then a new seventh crew. So, um, yeah, so it's just like, you know, phenomenal contribution. And it, uh, I didn't, I think, fully appreciate at the time, I'm getting a better sense of it now, what it means to have someone that's really enrolled, 
really just, you know, head over heels, excited to be in the business and, you know, just loving what you're doing. Um, and I think that translated to my team. I had very little turnover that year. And what we we turnover we did have was healthy and, you know, I think was wasn't a surprise. So yeah, I just I think that that is a big, big standout piece is that is totally going to limit your business and you can't can only muscle it so far. Yeah. So that's really awesome. And I forgot about that too. So, so for yeah. all of our listeners, Jake uh, is a, just a rock star in our business. Uh, he was a huge part of Mac Mercier's business. Um, uh, another million dollar, uh, his, his top year, I think was 603 and Jake was his key person. So, yeah. so Sasha came in and, and recruited and enrolled him into his business. And now Jake's, um, Mac Mercier's key person in his, uh, his Rydell business and really driving all sorts of success for, for them as they continue to work together. So that to me shows how recruitment and enrollment are so critical. We recruit a rock star in our business and all of a sudden our next level jumps so high. It, it right yeah. isn't that true? It's like, wow, I just got a LeBron James quote unquote of basketball to come join my business and all of a sudden I was capable of doing so much more. Yeah, no, for for sure and uh I know we just finished for um, yeah, people who aren't familiar with the timeline of our season with student works, our January training, which launches our whole season and just, you know, ridiculous amount of fun and energy and, yeah. um, had that great, um, vet room, um, or I guess upper vet room, which just, you know, brought a whole bunch of new value in for me. And, and that was, those were the biggest things is this year with, with Devin, my coach, I'm just hammering the leadership elements we identified are lacking, um, the enrollment. And then we also identified our values, which, uh, uh, I'm still refining and, and, but I think it's going to be just huge as well. So um, yeah. in a bunch of different ways, but yeah, those, those are, yeah. So a new, a new structure, Devin, our vice president created is now we have a senior vet room uh, for vet training. So we have rookie training, we have vet training. Uh, we have, of course, window cleaning training. And, and then we've got um, a senior vet room. Now we're really digging into what will it take to run that bigger business and that higher level. And uh, we just had great conversation. We had alumni come in on, on Saturday. Shout out Austin Trudeau. Shout out Corey McKinnon to come and share how does this work in the real world? Are those are these strategies that we're selling working in the real world? And of course they are. And so one of the things I think would be really cool is let's jump in and compare and contrast. So all of a sudden we run into year four without a Jake without a rock star, mm -hmm. you know, who's going to lead our team. And so, and we grew above it. And in some ways, maybe it took more to do that, right? It, it, it's it's like the, the, the growth of Sasha was actually maybe even higher, although there was only $35,000 worth of growth. You know, would that be yeah. a fair question? Fair comment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, I'll just have you repeat that in a second, but I, I just to get clear on it, but I know as well, just important to know, not that I'm justifying anything, but I did have my team of two rookies as well. I was, you know, in the mini yes. coach programs, you know, for me, I just would point that out. It's an important distinction, I guess, because I looked back with a lot of frustration on the season and I was really hard on myself that I only grew at that amount, you know, given the previous year's growth. And, you know, I just looked at really like the circumstances of where was I, you know, starting from and then also what else was going on in my life. So, you know, in all intents and purposes, it, it certainly was a lot of growth in a bigger year, but, um, but just, yeah, different circumstances. So it's important to, you know, look a little bit beyond numbers sometimes and, and, Always. Uh, yeah. 
And again, one hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm way more about, you know, especially at your age, way more about the personal growth and the professional yeah. growth rather than numbers, because numbers you won't be really recognizing those numbers in the future. You know, it'll just it, it, it but that personal growth. And I remember another big challenge, and I, I, you know, let me know if it's okay to talk about is you faced an environmental challenge. I remember at one point in the last season as well that was really impactful. You know, so is that okay to talk about publicly that sort of thing? Just um, yeah, yeah. you know to share and and what your what what you decided to do as a result of that. Yeah, yeah, t- totally. So um, I'm assuming you're referring to my living living situation as I yes, that that's exactly yeah, okay, what I'm referring to. Because we also had a bunch of smoke roll in from the fires in Quebec. Oh, right. Yes. No, I wasn't referring <laughs> to, give to my, that. I gave my team our, our respirators. So yes. um, that, that was funny. But um, that's, that's uh, yeah, just another little bit of uh, adversity we pushed through. No, I, I did. And um, yeah, not it's just funny, you know, it was a great opportunity to practice how you see things are happening for you. So I guess to share, cause I, I think it's a great, great thought or, or great, um, uh, yeah, just thing to look at. Cause I know as you develop, as you improve, you know, even if you're, you know, living with people you want to be with, you do start to challenge it. And I've always felt like that there was a separation growing, you know, as I was getting a little older and starting to move out of university, but this was a circumstance where my housemates I'd been living with had left and then a, a sublet had come in who just, you know, there was no um, communication. There was no, um, just didn't, didn't drive. We didn't vibe. Let's say That's that. Right. So, yeah. and, and I didn't have any say in it. And, and it was just something that was just what it was. And so, yeah, so she came in and it just made me realize the importance of, you know, one, your environment. So, you know, what you cultivate, where you spend your time, you know, who's around you. And I guess it also just made me appreciate <clears throat> just the people that I was, um, you know, with before and, and how that how well that was working. But ultimately, like that came in, turned a lot around of, of like just made it, it's very difficult when you can't come home and feel safe and feel, you know, relaxed and that it's not a space where you can really decompress, especially in a, you know, a higher intensity career path or higher intensity position that we're in. So yeah, I mean, of course, immediately when I need to get coaching, I need to, this is not working. And this is, this is going to have, you know, a lot of implications on me as a leader and and how I'm going to express myself to to my team. So, you know, it gave you a call and and really we talked through what the options were, but it was ultimately, you know, let's get out of there and, and let's get you to somewhere that that's working for you. Um, because mm-hmm. I just, you know, outlined just a lot of issues that it was causing. And so that's what we went and did. We just, you know, not going to be, a, we're not going to do a victim, you know, mentality. Yes. We're not going to say, oh, why is this happening to me? And, and you know, of course, there's little tinges of that. You snap of out of it. And yeah, made me, you know, appreciate or get excited to live on my own or get my own property. So it just drove me as like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure I never have to be forced to live with someone again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. That's good motivation and appreciate, you know, the people you live with and, and the people who come into your life that are like, just not working. It's, it's like, makes you appreciate those that are that much more. So, so we, we made a change, we took action. Um, and we, we weren't victims or I wasn't a victim and I, um, just made, made it happen so that I could be, um, effective in my life for myself and others in my business. So, yeah. Hey leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast as we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. 
It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit Student Works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold Student Works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. I think that's so fantastic. And, and, and again, leaders there, yes, there was a financial repercussion. You know, Sasha had to spend more money on rent uh, to, to get out of that situation and to go lease another place. And it was totally the right decision. You know, we, we, we so often will under recognize the value of our environment. And just so everyone is clear as well, Sasha did have conversations and did look to enroll this person in a different way. And, and can we set up structures that will work and that, that, you know, uh, we can be more considerate of each other and what what each other are looking to accomplish, and that just didn't work. And so ultimately, you know, there's there's just limited choices sometimes we have in have in life, and we choose the mature one, and and you know, rather than okay, I'm just going to bunker down here, and just just be uh, not perform very well, and yeah. help her not perform. No, no, no. We just yeah. we just uh, figured out much much better solution. Yeah, yeah, or worse, fight fire with fire and lower yes. down to that level because we we don't do that either, and we let them do if that's how they want to operate and live their life, that's fine. But you know, it's it's we're we're holding ourselves to a higher standard and using that as practice for that. So, one hundred percent. And so, if we if before we jump to this next year, Sasha, are there any? big sort of refinements of the student work system and marketing mm -hmm. your sales and recruiting that you've sort of jumped to, you know, again, you're one of the few, you know, operators we've ever had who've done over a million dollars. And so any things that are jumping, jumping for you that, that you'd like to share with the, the, the leaders listening? I think the biggest change this year would be most likely in the sales element of the business. Um, you know, marketing is we we have our avenues, we have our routes, we know what works, um, right. and we know the volume and pretty reliably what you get out of it. Yeah, I'd say re recruiting, I definitely will be doubling down, and and because like we chatted, the people in your business are massive, so that's that's going to be an element too. But I, in order to really sell that, because I sold five hundred, that four ninety nine, I sold that all on my own. That was like every single weekend, even earlier than, than we are right now. So I, I need, I'm going to need the support, but pretty much every weekend I was like six quotes a day, Saturday, Sunday, I think I probably took maybe three or four weekends off across, you know, just January to August. So right. um, that, that was a lot, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, it can be done, but I, I'd like to have a different lifestyle. So really going to be training a couple sales reps. And I think I think probably the just the biggest change is like one developing R&Ding your the sales training that that gets given to operators is is going to be a big portion of that um but ultimately I I just intend to invest like a ridiculous amount of time into my sales team to get their skill set really high we also just have a you know pretty extensive admin um back end flow for sales we've got you know the video walkthrough we do and we're inputting stuff correctly into Simon and we're creating you know site planners and I know there's there's changes there but 
just for me, it's it's a big focus of making sure everyone's supported really well, that I'm I'm upping uh, my involvement around checking quotes and just guaranteeing that that those are done right, that profitability be high. Cause the biggest, I guess, concern for me is millions great and it's it's a great number to throw out there. But you know, if I could run a more profitable business that's 700 K, I'm gonna do that. You know, it's not it's not, I don't need the ego boost for yeah. doing a million. It, it would be cool to say. Um, but it's it's ultimately about what makes sense. So yeah, I just plan to to be investing a bunch. And I guess, yeah, I guess you're catching me a bit before I'm actually sitting down Saturday to to plan that whole training cycle. And and right. uh, but yeah, you can say that it would be a, a heavy investment because we always say like slow is fast with this business. It's like you just don't have the foundation. So if I don't train them properly to do everything from from A to Z with detail and with care, um, and as it's meant to be done, then I know there's going to be big breakdowns in the summer with you know lower profit jobs, tough conversations, um, you know dissatisfied workers, dissatisfied painters. So um, yeah, I'm just being because um, I think I had a great conversation or quick conversation with Quinton, another coach in the program, but he was just like you know likelihood is that it's not. Um, timing isn't the issue with a million dollars. It's going to be the people. So it's it's like I'm not in a crazy rush, but it's getting everybody trained and being being really uh, diligent with the recruiting. So that's kind of where my where my head's at with that. I know it wasn't heavily detailed, but um, it's just uh, there's no secret sauce. Just just working <laughs> working what we know works. To be honest, and yeah. working it hard and working it with integrity. So I know. Yeah. It's, yeah, I know. And, and and again, so it's attracting amazing people and then being really thoughtful and thorough in our training and then having structures yes. to go and support them to make sure that it's all being done at the highest level so that it, it can then be handed off to the team of people who are going to produce the work again at the highest level. Are there any new structures that you're, you see that you're doing that, you know, hey, was just so not there for you in your first second, first or second year about how you're handing the work off and how you're making sure that later Later on the work's getting done at just that that really high level sasha mm, you mean in a production sense production sense yeah 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 i think when i reflect on the season uh painting isn't like overly difficult of a trade to pick up and we've even got a variety of job types to work with that fit personalities and and people's work ethics so you know i think there's a lot of it, it opens up the field for who could be a painter when you kind of cross that off the list of like, oh, this is too hard for someone to do. You kind of think back to the people that didn't work. And it's like, you know, why didn't that work? And so this year, I'm really upping like the, of course, the enrollment is part of it, but upping the front end investment of time that they are required to make before training. So there's some great modules I found online and that, you know, paint companies as well have that that can be found on their website where it just essentially can be anywhere from five to 10 minute videos outlining just simple stuff like opening a paint can, pouring paint, rolling interior walls, priming, cutting, and they've got a whole interior section. They've got a whole exterior sec sec section, prep and product application for both of those. So I've got, yeah, really just, I guess, a, a bit more of an intensive um, uh, expectation for them watching that stuff before they come in. Then it's been heard once and it's, you know, it's like repetition is, is key. So, and then I'm going to have my PM take on training them and training his crews. And, you know, with that, um, adding on a lot more safety training, a lot more practical ladder work and, and power tool usage. So really going to be looking at more of like a day and a half plus, you know, anywhere from three to four hours of safety modules and, and, uh, just training modules in general. 
And, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's going to be like the big focus is I think even for me too, setting a standard of like what is acceptable for someone to go and then walk on a site. So really trying to identify like, what are some key predictors or key indicators that tell me someone's prepared to go versus like, they've got to come back for another day. So just like, yeah, I think just by holding a higher standard and, and of course having play a way for them to reach that, um, the support, uh, it's going to do a bunch to help them hit the ground running, um, a little bit better. So yeah, I think the training is training is massive. Um, the other structure too, is I've got, so I've got 1 PM coming back. He's, he's taken on four crews and then I'm looking to really, um, structure things laterally in terms of responsibility. So having maybe four to five crew chiefs who then really take on their crew, like it's their own. And, and, you know, that way just doesn't like require as much, um, knowledge and as much coordination. Um, they can just do what they know to do really well. And it's easier, I think, to get someone to that spot. So also, you know, my, my PM Marcus, if he wants to go back, he's from BC, goes back, you know, that way we only really need to swap in management for four, you know, three or four crews versus having two. And we've got, you know, now eight crews that are eight to 10 crews that are just all over the place. So trying to make it easier so people can kind of jump in and help and and not like there's so much leaning on, on one individual. And it's more about, again, building towards developing everyone and, and having, you know, everyone that's on the team being capable of achieving a higher performance that can have them manage themselves. Because again, I think it's, yeah, the, the issue isn't the difficulty of the service, it's, you know, the leadership and it's the recruiting and training. So that can all be managed on the back end with, with myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. One of the things as well, I, I, I like to sort of just point to is, is that there's just so in this new, not new world in this world that we have, there's so many resources out there that are free, that are accessible. Like here, I can go and send all sorts of people out to go and learn painting before they have it, you know, and there's, there's all this, you know, you were talking earlier about podcasts, listening to things to go and improve your knowledge of things. Again, there's just so much wisdom out there for people to make progress in their lives. It's it's incredible, you know, so it just is so helpful. For sure. Yeah. Volume of volume of information. And then the focus is how do you internalize it and implement it and sift through the the garbage. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Different than in the past. And I know one thing that's really weird about our business, and we're really weird, I like to say that, but you know, we uh, are totally about, we're a development organization that sends people out to go be massively successful. So we know this is your last year. We know yeah. is gonna come crush it and then blast off into the future. Um, and so Sasha, what what are you thinking? What's your big future goal? What are you looking at doing? And I know you're gonna spend some time you know, working on this this past season, this next season. Yeah, part of what gets my time during the week is actually going into a a venture um, with another student works uh, who's an alumni already, but um, Nick Fenn, who's been basically DJing um, for the last three years since he's left the program. You know, we connected through the program under the same coach and um, just, you know, our, our personalities clicked. And so um, this last summer, he had uh, expressed to me that he felt I had the right skill set and the right temperament to be um, a manager for him in that mm-hmm. venture. So we're essentially partnering up. And, and at this point, you know, I've I've had it in my head for so long that there's a whole world of yeah, just a whole world of of um, services and and you know stuff that we can offer, value we can provide that will be flushed out. But at this point, it's essentially I'm I'm putting time towards getting educated to be a road tour manager. 
Um, so that's one thing. And then really trying to basically build the, the brand, the back end, the financials, um, and then the, yeah, just a critical path to really go into this full time. It'd be around October when everything's fully wrapped up, the final, you know, paintbrush brush is cleaned as, as you yeah. like to say, and, and that's fully c- complete. Um, and then just essentially, uh, you know, among other things, taking the, the ferocity with which I've approached this business and applying it to that. Um, there's a number of ways I'm, I'm looking to get um, educated apart from that course is just, you know, volunteering, it's shadowing people, companies whose product or service is in that industry. And it's just, you know, it's a big, it's a 180 for me, um, as much as a 180 could be, I took health in my undergrad. So it's like, I just found this to be my passion. And, you know, I, I cooked in student works, you know, for long enough preheating at 450 yeah. degrees, I've been saying, and now I'm ready to kind of head out. And so, um, yeah, just really kind of dismissing the, the ego and, and dropping what I, you know, um, what I f- maybe feel I deserve because of what I've, I've achieved in this program. And I'm I'm taking it, you know, down a totally different route because I know it's my passion and I know I can achieve, you know, even greater success because I, I just love it the same way I've, I've loved what, what we do here. So, that's big. We're working on that together and and big stuff coming into the big dogs coming into the music industry soon. So, so exciting to see you launch off with such confidence and excitement. And uh, again, following your passion is such a, a, a great, a great strategy. And, uh, you know, really excited to, to see all the, the strides uh, moving forward. And, um, and, and, and again, you know, one of the things that we often say, and I think it's just true is how we show up in one area of the life is how, how we show up in another. And so many, so many, so many strategies that we're using here, uh, we know are, are totally harmonious and in sync with other businesses as well. So it's, it's just about, okay, how, how do we make progress here? Um, and really, really drive uh, Nick's business and your business to the next level. Really excited. So what key habits would someone want to s- steal from you, Sasha? Where, you, where, where are some of the habits that are really making a difference in your life? Yeah, for sure. So definitely, they've been kind of sitting in the background as we, we've chatted about all this stuff, but big kind of center, um, centers around state change. So it really is just staying in that. We, we joke about it, peak state. It's kind of, a, yeah. you know, Bit of a joke, but it's just not, um, you know, that's completely changed my life, having habits that contribute to staying in a, in a peak state. So um, certainly for me, it, it actually is funny. It just picked it up from, I read one chapter in Tools of the Titans, which is a book that just summarizes yes. you know, best practices from top business, you know, minds, people in all industries. And um, I just read Tony Robbins's because I'm just loving his stuff. And it was, he talked about priming. So yeah. I prime every morning for 15 minutes. Um, and there's just a video on YouTube that he takes, you know, it's guided, recorded from one of his seminars. Um, and then that that happens after cold exposure. So I'm always making sure I'm getting cold exposure at some point in the day, usually a couple minutes in a tub or, or in the shower as cold as it'll go. And then something I'm proud to say, which definitely wasn't and would not have been a uh, practice back when we spoke, but gratitude um, is just making sure that that's constantly the dominant, um, you know, emotion in my mind, because, you know, you talked about it. Earlier, there's just no space for anger. There's no space for frustration when you're grateful um, and, and when that's, you know, what's dominating your your space. So, um, yeah, I would say the gratitude practice in the evening, just, you know, I, I we talked about it. I, I hadn't done it until now. <laughs> that was a few years ago you told me about that. Just two things, you know, you're grateful for, um, you know, one thing you're you're proud of for yourself and then one thing that you're um, looking forward to that you're excited for in the future. And I, I end my day with that. 
start my day with the cold exposure and the priming and and it really just that's what I can control and the stuff in between is is a matter of being present and mindful of of how um stuff is impacting me so yeah those I'd awesome. say are, are three big ones just love it and you know it's one of those things you know do, would people listening want to be happier you know the one uh you know scientifically proven thing is is if you have a gratitude practice you are likely to be 25% happier you know, one thing that's also true about happiness is, is that a lot of it is just hereditary. 50 to, they, they say 50 to 80 percent of, uh, of of happiness is hereditary. And um, there, there are things that we can do differently. So that gratitude practice is something that can make anybody just happier. And, uh, and that doesn't mean that we're not going to feel anger or resentment or frustration. <laughs> it's just the sooner we can get out of those feelings, the the, the better. And Take the lesson, take the message from there to sort of again make make actions, change actions, so that we can move forward powerfully. So I uh, just and, just love that. Yeah, and just one more that that came up, which um, I just think is is key for me too, and it's a bit of a more of a background thing I've been doing for for some time, but it's just like being very present as best as you can. And cause that's a, it's a muscle to be present, but, and just being critical of, of the thoughts and the perspectives that you have on, on yourself, on your life and on the world and, and how that impacts how you, you know, express and operate um, in a day, in a day to day, just cause sometimes you'll find if you really are critical, it's just stuff isn't serving me. It's, you know, why did, why did I have that thought? Why was that my, and, you know, knee jerk reaction to that experience and just trying to, you know, honestly, it's just like a little puzzle, just trying to figure out like what, what's not really optimized in my life and where does that come from? And there's all sorts of roots and and stuff with, you know, when and how people are brought up that can, that form who you are. And so those patterns that you can fall into are, um, can be rewired. So it's just understanding the, the root of it. And so I'm just always critiquing, you know, my my thoughts, why I'm doing stuff and and kind of where I'm, um, yeah, and how I'm expressing myself. So and sometimes it really is hard to rewire a thought or a pattern. And one thing that we always can do is just by being aware of that pattern, because Sasha and I do the same thing. I'm aware of this pattern or different patterns that don't work for me. But by me being aware of it, I can mute the impact, the negative impact of that pattern. And I can, I can, oh, there I am doing that again, Chris. Okay, breathe. Let's let that go. Just rather than it's operating in my shadow and I can't see it. And it's 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 sit, sitting there and kind of acting in my life in a way that I, I I'm not really proud of, you know. So so again, the more yeah. awareness I can bring, so so thoughtfulness is a huge huge uh, way to uh, have more success, happiness, you know, great relationships in your life. So that's something that really is yeah. powerful. So totally. so Sash, anything before I ask the last question, anything you'd like to share that we haven't hit in this amazing podcast? You know, I think we've talked about a lot, kind of one one thing that does come to mind, because I know our primarily, I'd imagine your audience is, is individuals my age, and they're, you know, late teens, early 20s. And yeah. I just think that so I, I will reference again, I was listening to a podcast previously uh, with Tony Robbins, and just he talks a lot about the seasons that we're in, um, not in in terms of actual weather, but in terms of decades, um, the, the way, way societies have played out their seasons and 
you know, I just, he, he referenced just that, you know, regardless of how our generation as it is right now is perceived by, you know, older people who are currently leading companies, you know, there's going to come a time when they're no longer around and yeah. when there's going to need to be someone who, you know, moves into those spaces. So, you know, whether by taking action and and being in control of that and, and the place you're in in life when that comes around or just being um, passive and being not a, not a victim, but just having it happen to you as opposed to creating it for yourself. Like we are going to be the leaders and we are going to be in, in a position where we can be running the show. So um, it's just about like being mindful of that. And, and it's like, do you want to get there unprepared or do you want to get there knowing that you put in as much work to be the most effective version of yourself that you can be? And just, I guess, really ultimately pursuing your best self. So you know, I, I'm planning to be in a great spot when that comes around and really take, um, reap, reap the rewards. And so it's just, you know, a matter of, you know, yeah, understanding that and, and let's just make it so that it's a part of our action as, as when we get there, as opposed to just something that, that we kind of passively move into, cause it's going to happen either way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I think that's awesome. And so I've been working with young people all my life. And one thing that is always the case, or I shouldn't say always, but the vast, vast majority of the time is old people, uh, older people look down on the new generation. That is yeah. just how it works. So, and I've had so many questions. So what do you think about this new group of people? What do you, you know, and it's, it's always like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? They're amazing. And that, yes, there's some differences and that that's, that's kind of always what what's happening. And especially at the top, the top people are absolutely super amazing. And uh, so, so it's, you know, what that's one thing to put your, put your hands firmly over your ears when you're hearing a uh, older person yap, you know, incoherently about uh, the new generation. Um, now, now there's now, now somebody wise who has some things to actually offer and some real wisdom, sure, listen, but, but I think it is just, it's old as, as time is that the old generation looks back and uh, I think unconsciously sees differences that naturally happen. And a lot of those those things naturally happening are, are a bunch of associated with progress. So when you think of the leader of tomorrow, Sasha, what do you think of? Yeah. So I think looking you know ahead to what, when I, I thought of that question, it's like, what are the characteristics that are obviously going to make, make someone as effective as possible? Um, in being a leader, because uh, we, I think we're all capable of it. Um, some things that came to mind is just again going back to habit. I mentioned it, critiquing yourself. It's like being to just willing to reshape yourself, reform yourself. You know, in the pursuit of just uncovering new truths and new ways of being that serve you better and serve better. You know, those in your life better. So it's not being too stuck with who you are and the version of yourself, and and or being too comfortable with it. Um, I would, would have to say it's important, you know, I talked about my passion, but just being sure of their vision or sure of their mission, because it just makes life so much more fun, makes it so much more easier. You know, the things that, you know, others find hard, just feel easy when you just love, love what you do. So it's like just getting involved, you know, to that point, getting involved as much as you can, or as much exposure to try and find what works for you. And then other than that, I just think strong understanding of, of the patterns um, in, you know, society and business. Like I said, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of um, at this point where society is, there's a lot of um, skewing of information and stuff you get access to and, and the sources you get it from can, it can be a lot. So it's just 
controlling the inputs and, and really kind of, I guess, um, protecting what, what information gets to you and, and, uh, and not letting kind of stuff that, that might the dominant belief or dominant norm guide, guide your, um, guide your, your understanding or your action. And, uh, yeah, and I, I'd say that those are big ones. Probably just the last one would be the ability to connect. I think that um, it's something I'm really trying to work on more. And I think connect can mean different things for different people. But, you know, I think there's a version of real, authentic, genuine connection that um, is difficult to achieve. And, and I feel, you know, something that I'm, I'm still learning how to do. But I think once you do, it's it's phenomenal for business, phenomenal for personal relationships. And so just, yeah, learning learning how to connect with others genuinely. Awesome. Well, yeah. one of the things one of the things I definitely see in you, Sasha, is there's a real understanding for you of the strengths that you have and that what's bringing a, yeah. a lot of the success that you have, and also just a really real understanding and a commitment and a humility around here are my weaknesses and I'm working on it. And I just see it all the time. And I I see you're in in communication well well with me and other coaches and other operators and and other people you know to really really make a difference. And and again, it's. You know, as we were talking before we got started, you know, life's really great when we're just always about trying to get better. How can we contribute more? What can we do more? How can we, you know, and again, not like we have to and something's wrong with us because we're not there yet. No, just always just working on making progress. And that's something I can see you're committed to. And that's that's something that just makes such a difference in the world. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think that the satisfaction that we get from life is not in achieving the things that we're pursuing, but in who we become in pursuit of them. Yeah. Just walking up that hill, (laughs) that mountain, just keep going. You bet. Left foot, right foot. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, Sasha. So thanks so much for your, for your time today on the leaders of tomorrow podcast. Yeah. Cheers, Chris. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.